I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. What is up, Bridal Breakdown listeners? Welcome to the show. I am joined by my amazing wife, Lara. Hi, guys. Hi, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Are you feeling better? You, we just got over some sickness in our house. A little house. bit, yeah. Actually, a lot better. A lot. A lot. It's been a rough... <laughs> it's been a rough week. Yeah, it's been a rough month. Like month, yeah, honestly. We've, we've been going through it. There's been a lot of stuff going on, and sickness does not help any of yeah, the stuff going on. Not at all. So I actually, luckily enough, am the only one in the family that didn't get sick. Yeah, it's honestly impressive. Do you know why? Your cold showers. It's my cold showers that I'm taking. <laughs> it's, it's, it is 75 hard that's making me a badass and totally immune to all disease. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, anyways, yeah, we've been, we've been getting over some sickness. And actually, we just had the thought like, we have a wedding tomorrow. In KC. Yeah. I'm not prepared. Yeah, at all. Like it, it, it we are we're like, not I'd like I feel like it snuck up on us. Yeah, we haven't packed or done laundry or anything. Like I don't know why it didn't hit me. Like it, it can't, I can't believe it's the weekend already. I know. It just feels like once I feel like you get to fall and sun starts setting earlier, it just drops off. Micah's in the chat. Micah says, once again, y'all self-proclaimed biggest fan here. And <laughs> love uh, we love Micah. Micah's awesome. And so we're super excited for her wedding next year. Um, but yeah, we got a wedding in KC tomorrow. We're going to be, this is actually going to be our first wedding in KC. I don't I know, know. If, that's kind of crazy that. to think that we haven't done one there. Yet. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be really, really good. We'll get out of town, which I think honestly could, couldn't come at a more perfect time. Like us breaking away. And getting a little break, we'll leave. Wedding is on Saturday, but we're going to leave like at 2 p.m. on tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. Uh, or today, I guess, so the day chill. the episode is really, yeah, maybe we'll go on a date or something. You want to go on a date with me? I'd love a date. That would be fun. Uh, good news for all of you that miss Ashley. She is going to be on the next episode. We have an amazing interview lined up with someone who has started a company uh, dedicated to the fitness uh, like helping brides reach their fitness goals and helping them really live out their health goals. And so we're going to be, we're going to have someone on that's an expert talking about that, uh, that next week. And Ashley's going to be back. She's going to be on that episode. I love having you on Lara, but I am so excited (laughs) to have Ashley back on. She's much better fit for this. No, you're killing (laughs) it. I actually, I actually had someone shout out to Jessica Tung of Wichita Coordination. She told me like, oh, hey, I've been loving having, listening to the episodes when you and Lara are both on. So that's sweet. You got some fans out there. I think you got people that like listening to you. Yes. So, uh, so anyways, Ashley will be back next week. Get excited. Get hyped. It's going to be great. But today we are talking about a mental health monster. And you haven't been on since we've tackled mental health monsters, babe, but uh, Blair's on. She says, Lara is the best fire emoji. Oh, Blair's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're going to be talking about (laughs) mental health monsters. And so we did this. uh, This is a series that we're going to continue unpacking, but we've covered one mental health monster, which was the comparison trap. And today we're going to be tackling the mental health monster of, do you want to say what it is? Oh, people pleasing. I, like, <laughs> yeah, but, I literally was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, you'll get better at this kick in the ball to you thing. I know. But we're talking about people pleasing today. Do you feel like you struggle with people pleasing at all? Uh, 100%. Do you? I think, well, okay. I used to. I feel like something about being 30, like. You just don't care anymore. Yeah, you just, things change. So what was it about people pleasing that used to like really get you up riled up or like get you to give in to people pleasing i don't know i just don't like disappointing people like letting them down like i'm not 
not into that. Yeah. So it's about letting people down for you. Yeah. Letting people down. What about like them feeling bad because of something that you did maybe that they don't like or, or something like that? Does that bother you at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want people to feel bad, but I I don't know. I think them being disappointed yeah. hurts more than like, or it's harder for me than like them I think so I I don't know I'm an Enneagram nine and there's a real big thing with with nines about uh keeping the peace and not rocking the boat um and I think for me people pleasing I I don't think I struggle with this as much as I used to but I never wanted anyone to be upset with me Mm -hmm. like I didn't want anyone to be upset I didn't want anyone to think anything negatively about me if I'm being honest like yeah I didn't want people to be like oh that Chris he's a dick like he's the (laughs) worst Screw that guy. Like, I, I I just didn't. And then if I thought that someone was even thinking negative thoughts about me, it would, like, tear me up inside. But I think that's changed a lot as I've gotten older and I lost my hair and had to embrace <laughs> being bald and I got a bunch of confidence because it's like, you know what? I'm going to rock this. You're a badass now. I'm a badass now. I'm a you do bald, 75 hard. bearded badass. <laughs> so, and I did 75 hard. Yep. Enneagram <laughs> episode. Micah, oh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something idea. we need to do. I was even thinking, like, Ashley and I have talked about doing an Enneagram episode for the longest time, and we've not done it. That'd be so fun. we definitely need to to tackle that and, and knock that one out, because I think that would be really helpful. I think a lot of people would like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about people-pleasing today, specifically when it comes to weddings. And so let me just paint a picture of this mental health monster, because yeah, I think people-pleasing do doesn't sound as like scary as the comparison trap or there's another uh one of the other mental health monsters we're going to cover is that um uh the uh, unresolved conflict so unresolved conflict and the comparison trap these sound like super heavy and super scary whereas people pleasing sounds like honestly something that might not even be that big of a deal like might not be a bad thing and so i think it i think it's tricky yeah and i think it sneaks up on people because it's wrapped in good intention yeah, and you probably do it without realizing it sometimes because it's it just like kind of becomes a way of life. Yeah, yeah. Recently, I'm going to give one of our listeners, uh, one of our brides, a shout out, Faith, uh, who Faith, we I just shot her wedding the other day. It was a gorgeous wedding. She's a beautiful bride, but I had to get on to Faith. So Faith, I don't. I hope you don't mind me sharing the story if you're listening, but I had to get on to her on the wedding day and say, Faith, you, you got to stop apologizing. You know, she was apologizing to everyone all day, and I was like, you don't have to worry you know, about what other people are thinking this. And I had to remind her, this is your wedding day. It is okay. And she got it together and she, you know, she stopped apologizing throughout the day and it was really good. But I think that's kind of like, if I, if I could think of the narrative that's running through the mind of a people pleasing, a people pleaser, it'd probably be, I'm sorry. (laughs) Literally. Like saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then you say you're sorry. And then you're sorry for saying sorry. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's it's a whole thing. And so, um, People-pleasing is definitely really, really sneaky, and I think more people wrestle with it. And then you have those other people that, like, they don't care. They could care less what you yeah. think. And I think I'm slowly, I'm turning into one of those people. Yeah, I'm starting to really not care. Like, genuinely, like, I used to say, like, I didn't care what people thought about me or anything, but deep down, like, I truly cared. Yeah. Now I'm like, <laughs> I literally do not care. And I And I do think a lot of that has to come with, like, maturity like going through some tough things yeah like in in experiencing some life and getting some blows under your belt belt i think that that really really helps out a lot so i want to go ahead and give a definition for what people pleasing is and or or what a people pleaser is so a people pleaser is a person who has an emotional need to please others often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires And that last part is super, super important because a lot of times what a people pleaser will do is they will do things that they don't want to do. They don't want to say, like, have you ever gone along with like someone suggesting restaurants or things to do and you really don't want to do it, but you go along with it anyway? Yeah, you like hate it so bad and and you're like, yeah, sure, let's. You know, the ultimate sign of a people pleaser is when they get your order wrong at a restaurant. Okay. I don't. No, 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 it is. You will never, you will never send feedback. I, no, I. You don't. You. She's still got some I that lingering cough. I think that's my 
like being an introvert a little bit. No, that's like, a people pleaser no, thing. Okay, they, no, 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 no. Let's unpack it. Okay, fine. At the heart of this, <laughs> I. Why don't you want to send it back? Uh, well, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'll like this. This is fine. But I, then other times, I don't know. Like, I don't like conflict. Plus, I've worked in a restaurant before, and I know how shitty those people are. And I honestly, like, I don't want to risk it. Like, risk I, what? Like them spitting in your yeah, food? Yeah, them doing some sketchy stuff. Well, listen, Have you, you ever worked with a cook? No, like, but I've watched Waiting, which is a, is yeah, a show about. I've... I mean, maybe it depends on the restaurant. Like, if it's a nice place, maybe. But, like, I'm not uh, doing that at an Applebee's. Hell no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, think about this, though. (laughs) I think a people pleaser, someone who is a people pleaser, focuses on others and not themselves and not their desires. Like, we've been at restaurants before. There's one time I specifically remember when we went to, uh, what was it? Rib Crib. And (laughs) you ordered something else, and they brought you chicken. And the chicken was cold as hell. It was flavorless. It was, it so was disgusting. Bad. It was so bad. And I wanted so to say bad. something and you wouldn't let me say something. And I think that that is a tell. And I'm not listening. I don't listening. know if that's a people pleasing thing as much as it's like a non-confrontational thing. But a people pleaser doesn't want confrontation. So they're not going to speak their mind. And I say this as someone who has been a people pleaser for a good chunk of my life. Okay. Do you think people are listening and they're like, mom, dad, please don't fight. Don't argue. <laughs> We're not arguing. We're not fighting. <laughs> I would have won by now if we were fighting. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk. Let's go back to wedding specific and let's talk about what it looks like. So let's talk about some practical examples. 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 I'm like slurring my words like crazy tonight. Slow down. What's going on? Yeah, I think I'm just on another level. Uh, So first example, like here's an example of what this can look like throughout the wedding planning process. But people bombard you with wedding planning advice and you feel the need to take their advice and do what they say so that you don't hurt their feelings. And I think that anybody that has done any amount of wedding planning for any time has gone through the bombardment that comes when people see that Facebook post or that Instagram post where uh, you're sharing that ring shot and that you got engaged. Do you feel like you went through like people bombarding you with advice when we got engaged? (laughs) I don't know, because <laughs> it happened so quick. I don't think people even had a chance. Yeah. I did, but I think had we had a longer engagement, people probably would have. I think, I definitely feel like we had, like, there was there were a couple people, like, I know that for sure your mom had some opinions. Yes, And that, that was that was a little tough, I think, to navigate for there for a minute. Yeah. Not wanting to upset her, not wanting to rock the boat. Right. Uh, can you think of an idea that maybe, like, what's something practical that maybe people do? They they don't necessarily want to do, but someone gives them the advice and they feel like, oh, I got to do it. Like, what's an example of something that a couple might run so, into? I think one of the first things that comes to mind, which is, like, it used to be super traditional back in the day. Like, yeah. you don't see it happening as often now. And... Um, sometimes it works, but other times not so much. But I think of like a receiving line when there's like an entire line of like the bridal party and then like every person at the reception. Old people love. They live for it. Receiving lines. And I could see like grandma or grandpa or like, I don't know, some old parents being like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do this at your wedding. Otherwise, like. You're not going to be able to say hi to everyone or yeah. like you have to do it for them or yeah. I don't know. I'll just give you a side note. If you if you do <laughs> a receiving line, carve out 30 to 45 minutes easy. Yeah. It will go 30 minutes minimum guaranteed. Yeah. 100%. And I will let me also just, if you're dead set on a receiving line, do not make your wedding party stand in it. Yeah. It's like so how awkward. freaking awkward is that? I remember I've been in two weddings where there was a receiving line and I had to say hi to like my friend's grandma and aunts and uncles and coworkers. Like, what are they going to say to me? Like, hi, my name's Chris. Like, they're not going to remember my name. Like it's a total waste of time. Yeah. And like, depending on where you're standing, like, like they're waiting to talk to bride and groom. So then like that awkward uncle is just like standing there in front of you. And it's like, okay, do I like keep talking to him or like, what do I do? Like, I I don't have anything. I think that. Yeah. It's just weird. I feel like it's a weird 
not and I'm not saying to not do that, but I just think like it's like one of those weird things that like maybe someone would suggest like, oh, you have to do this one thing at your wedding. And it's yeah. just like, no, you don't actually. Well, and I and I know we've talked about this before with our wedding, but like I think an example where we di- we didn't give into this on our wedding days when we went with ice cream over yeah, cake, yeah, you know, and we did get pressure from some people to like, hey, don't 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 do that. Um, I and think something else. Could people be, were pissed. Yeah, people were mad that they'd be surprised people love, how many people just they love, love that cake. cheat cake. Man. <laughs> I know, they are all about some it. Good stuff. Um, let me see. Let me try to think of something else. So people bombarding you with wedding planning advice. Uh, a lot of times I think this looks like friends who maybe have gotten married before and they're just like, we did this and this and this. And they just like, like literally unload. vomit, word vomit, unload all over you with like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You have to do this. And I mean, like sometimes it's helpful, but other times it's just like super overwhelming and yeah. like you haven't even had a chance to like process what you even want to do yourself. And so to have all these like outside influences just giving all this advice it's just so i think it's the, too much yeah i think the worst combination for this is when you have someone who is a people pleaser that's receiving the information and then you have someone who is like a pusher like an uh, idea pusher yes. that is going to be literally mentally draining mentally exhausting and physically exhausting as well for someone who's a people pleaser because they're going to feel like this friend, like they're going to let their friend down. Like they care so much about Yeah, this. like how do you say no to a person like that? So they might as well <laughs> just go through with it. So mm-hmm. it could look like that. It could look like focusing on other people having fun on your wedding day and not enjoying your day. Yeah, that would be the worst. And Ashley, I wish she was here to talk about this because Ashley has has talked to me off air about this before when uh, she's worked with couples or, or heard of couples who on the day of their wedding say things like this. Do you think people are having fun? Do you think they're enjoying this? Yeah. Do you think, but, and it's not just once, like it's like all day long where there is a, a worry, there is a worry about other people enjoying what's going on. And, uh, and so that's something that can be really, really, really overwhelming when that's on their mind all day long and they're worried about, you know, oh man, are my coworkers, are they impressed with the food or are they enjoying the food? Oh my gosh, I saw someone throw their plate away and it was full of food. Maybe they don't like it. And then you're just focused on this. And you said something off air that I thought was really good. But when people are so focused on that, like what happens? Like, you don't even get to enjoy your own day. Like, it just, you miss it. Like, I feel like you're so preoccupied in what others are thinking that yeah, you just probably don't even get to enjoy it yourself. And at the root of it is, like, people-pleasing. Like, I, yeah. I really want people to, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting to throw a good party, wanting to be a good host. But I think you do all that prep work before, and you prepare, right? And then come the day of the wedding, like, Man, you should not be thinking about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like just you, like let it be. Like you prepared, like it's gonna be a bomb ass party, and if they don't like it, that, that that's their problem. <laughs> like if they don't like it, they can plan their own way. I know, right? literally, like, let them get married. Get out of there. I feel like I can't see. There we oh. go. Now you can see a little bit better. Okay. So, but yeah, that's something. So focusing on others having fun on your day and not enjoying your own day yourself. Next thing, not wanting to offend anyone with your wants or desires. So this is something that like at the core of it, which, which man, it, it makes me really sad that people would feel like their thoughts and desires aren't valuable enough or important enough to say them so that they don't want to offend anyone else. Yeah. You know, and do you have anything that maybe comes to mind when it's like something that someone wouldn't, a bride or a groom, they wouldn't want to put it out there because they don't want to offend anyone? Um, yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think, um, like, small, like, intimate, like, ceremonies or receptions or, like, say, like, you only want to invite a select number of people, like, even Mm. family members, like, let's say you want to invite, like, some of your aunts and uncles or a few of your cousins, but not all of them, like, that could cause some issues with potentially offending people but and i feel like parents are like the worst about like you have to invite aunt debbie you got to invite uncle yeah. phil like you, yeah. you have to you invite them not invite them or like if you say like to go along with that idea like oh we're only 
we're only I we only want immediate family. So yeah. parents, siblings, grandparents, we're not going to invite any. Like I can really see some people being yeah. afraid to voice that. I would just lie. I'd be like, "Yo, like I can only have 30 people at my ceremony. I'm sorry." Listen, like <laughs> like you didn't spoken make the cut. like a true people pleaser. <laughs> I'm just going to lie so that the blame's not on me. What? You could that- I mean, it could be the truth. Like you only wanted a small ceremony. Yeah. Sorry, there's 30 spots. You're not one of them. Yeah. And that's I think being more direct is in being honest. Like I think when people get to a place where they can feel like, you know what, I can share the real reason and I can say it with tact and I can say it in a way that I'm not going to be a butthole about it, but I can also be true to myself and and voice my own opinions. And I just feel like going the route of, I want a small ceremony versus like, I don't like you very much is probably the better direction. That's a different, that's a different (laughs) level. But then, I mean, you have friends who are like, Oh no, we you know we've wanted to to party with you guys and do this. And if you decide to just, I mean, think about Ashley and Justin's ceremony. Like, they didn't oh, even have yeah. a lot of their closest people there. And I I remember her talking about on the podcast. Like, we really we had some of our friends that were like, well, can I sneak? Can I look through the window? Can I da da da? Can I do this? Can I do that? And those, no, you can't be weird. Right, exactly. No, you can't be a peeping tong. Get out of here, you freak. I've never called anyone a freak, but that feels like <laughs> that would be an ultimate put down. Or even like um. I feel like some people do the kid-free ceremonies and receptions. That's a good one. Yeah, which I feel like being a parent, like I don't ever assume that my kids are also invited to a wedding. Like I personally yeah. don't ever want to take them to a reception. I've never understood that. Like if you're not family, yeah. why would you take <laughs> kids to a wedding? Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time. But like, I want to get low on the dance floor. Literally. Yeah. And I want you to to grind on me. Okay. And dance on me. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't need Sterling or Ellie seeing that. Yeah. And being no. like, wow, look at mom. Yeah. Look at her go. Yeah. And no. it's date free. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was a whole so, little yeah. thing. But that's kid, a that's a yeah, good kid that's a good free, one. Like might offend some people, but it's I mean you had a friend who choice. told us, like, remember? Yeah. Courtney was like, hey, we're having a kid kid free wedding. And yeah. at the time, I remember, I don't, how did we react to that? I kind of don't remember. I think we were like, oh, that kind of sucks, but. It was also in. I respect that. Out of town. So we were like, oh, let's get away for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, my mom could watch the baby. But Thanks, Penny. Yeah. You rock. Yeah. So those are some examples of what people pleasing can look like. But at the end of the day, it's all about putting others' needs and wants and opinions before yours. Yeah. And. I mean, Ashley and I talk about this all the time on this podcast. It's all about you and your partner and what you want on your wedding day. And I know that it's so easy to focus on what others want or their, or to give them the respect of like taking their opinion and actually doing it. But let me just tell you this, like you can hear someone's opinion, you can consider it. And that's all you, if you want to talk about owing them anything, if you're going to owe someone anything when it comes to their opinion, you owe them maybe to just hear it, think about it. And if it doesn't align with you or your goals or what you want, like toss it. You don't have to implement it. And a lot of times you don't even have to give a reason for why you didn't. No, just be like, oh, cool. Thanks for the suggestion. So <laughs> move on. let's move into talking about actually how to combat and how to fight this mental health monster. Because when I think about this one, again, it's something that's sneaky, it's deceptive, it might not even seem like it's that big of a deal, but at the end of the day, like the mental health monster, this one of people-pleasing just lives in your mind and you ruminate over and over and over again about what-ifs or offending someone or hurting their feelings or or any of that stuff. Well, and I think too, like, like because it is sneaky, like you might not know that that's what you're doing in the moment. But if right. after you have a conversation and you're left feeling like, dang, like feeling heavier or like I really like don't want to do that or what did I get myself into? Then like having a little bit of regret, like I, I don't know. Oh man, you know what I was just thinking about? So I recently have had a couple things that have come up uh, that like, really, really, really were weighing on me heavy and I didn't want to share my opinion uh, because I didn't want to let this person down. One of them actually was a a bride of mine. Amazing, amazing couple. Uh, But I was going to be delivering their wedding gallery one day later 
than what I had originally said. And it was killing me inside. And I was so stressed about it. And I was like, I know Ashley gets this way too. And it literally like, I had a moment where I was so overwhelmed. And I remember you were like, what's going on? Like, why are you, why are you being this way? And I was just like, I'm just so stressed. Like I don't have enough hours in the day to get this edited. And a lot of it had to do with like, everyone got sick in the house and I had to like kind of step up and try to take care (laughs) of everyone. And so it really put me, put me behind. And so uh, I was so worried that this bride was going to be upset. And I just stopped and I was like, what is the thing that is stressing me out the most right now? And then it was like, I'm worried that this, you know, this bride is going to be upset with me. And I was like, and I asked myself, is that what's going to happen? And I was like, no, I don't think it is. Like, I think she's going to understand. And I was like, if I, if I didn't have this deadline on my plate, how would I feel? I'd feel really, really great. And so I shot her a text message and, and she was totally fine with it. And guess what? Even if she wasn't, or even if there was someone else that wasn't going to be okay in the, in, when, with what I thought was going to be the worst case scenario, I would feel better about it. And so I think when you're trying to move into a healthy place of not being a people pleaser, you have to think about like, man, what would my life look like if I didn't worry about what my mom thought about this or with what my best friend thought about me not taking her suggestion for the dresses, the strapless dresses or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Micah in our chat just had a really good idea. She said, uh, a good way to avoid conflict is as someone who is a people pleaser is to have a Q&A section on your wedding website that explains, for example, why you're not having kids at the wedding that you can direct people to and avoid the stress of confrontation. That's really good. I mean, you can just over communicate. And if you can foresee a problem, you can tackle it. Or if you know someone's going to have an issue with that, like let's say your sister or not sister, uh, I don't know, a coworker is notorious for showing up at weddings with her 12 kids, uh, yeah. then like you can just approach them ahead of time and try to be, con- but a people pleaser most likely would not do that. So maybe Micah's way of like putting it on your website or putting it on an invite is a really good way to get around yeah. that. I like that too, because then you don't have to potentially answer like 40 phone calls. Right. Answering. So let's talk about, that's one example. Let's talk about how to fight and defeat people pleasing. Number okay. one. Give yourself permission to make you and your fiance's desire the top priority. Give yourself permission. Yeah. You can honestly replace uh, replace that with empower yourself. Like, think about this, guys. You are investing, a lot of you listeners are investing a lot of your own money into the day to make it your own. Don't you want to do what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like I see and I hear so many people that are so focused on like throwing this big party to impress others that they lose themselves and they get lost in the sauce of that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like I can I can see there being some frustrate or not frustrations, um, some potential like oh, what's the word? Conflict, like internal conflict inside of someone if their parents are footing a chunk of the bill. Yeah, that is difficult. But don't you have an episode about that? Yeah, we do talk about that. Yeah, we do talk about that. But real quickly, if that's something that you're wrestling with and you're worried about, this is where wedding why comes into play. When you've carved out and you have an explanation as to like, hey, here's why me and fill in the name of your partner are deciding we don't want to do this or we do want to do this. Uh, and it's because of this, this, and this. And here's what we want our wedding to be about. Like, I really do think that most parents... If you have a good relationship with them, and, and even even if you don't, most parents want what's best for their kids and what their kids want. And I do think a lot of times they'll understand. Yeah. So you have to give yourself permission to make you and your fiance's desire the top priority. Got yeah. to. You two yeah. are why the day is even happening in the first place. Yeah. So second thing, choose to let the other people's opinions be their opinions. You don't have to carry the weight of those. Right. You don't have to take on, like, you can just let their opinions be their opinions. doesn't matter if Tina doesn't want to wear a strapless dress. You want your wedding party to wear strapless dresses. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to wear strapless dresses. And maybe that's because of the price point. Maybe that's because you want everything to be the same. It doesn't matter what it is. It's it's what you want. Can you take that into consideration that she doesn't want to do that? Sure. And I feel like bridesmaids should know by now, like, you're just an accessory, like, what? Just stop. Like, yeah. Just stop. Yeah. It's fine. And and I bring up the, the bridesmaids dresses because it's always such a point of conflict. And I get it. So much of that is rooted in insecurity. 
Oh, my boobs don't look good in that. Or, oh, I have back zits and I don't want anyone to see my back zits. Or, or oh, I, I don't like my arms and that's going to show. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like, we're going to have an expert on where we're going to talk about insecurities and we're going to talk about, like, becoming the person you want to be and losing all that kind of stuff. And as a guy, I've wrestled with these kinds of insecurities my whole life. Like, yeah. I know what I look flattering in and I know what I don't look flattering in. I, I get yeah. that. A lot of people know that. And so I think a lot of the bridesmaids dress debate really boils down to insecurity. Yeah. And, and, people, I, I and mean, people wrestling with some And I think which it's is really okay. nice it. as a bride to... Um, you know, choose something that's flattering for your bridesmaids as well. Like, and a lot of times, like, I don't know, I feel like it's more popular now that bridesmaids have like different styles of dresses yeah. that kind of fit their body type better. And I think that's great. But I also think like, you shouldn't be losing sleep over it either. Yeah. You know, like if it is really stressing you out to just have like like this girl has to have that this girl has to have this and it's just like becomes so yeah. stressful and too much like you should be like look this is what it is like this is how it's gonna be like I can't just keep searching because I mean I don't know it's just a lot yeah I'm reading this book called the art of showing up and the whole book is about how to be it's like how to be a good friend in the age of flakiness um, and man, the first part of the book, it's broken into two parts. It's broken into the first part, which is all about self-care. And it, they, the author basically makes the statement that you can't show up for other people if you don't show up for yourself. So mm -hmm. she talks about how to show up for yourself and how to be healthy as a whole individual, mental, physical, you know, I mean, all, all parts of you. Then the second part, she talks about showing up for others. And one of the things that I've really learned in that book is boundaries and how to set boundaries and how it's okay to communicate when you are not okay or when something is overwhelming you. There's a, do you remember like I've been reading you it, the, this book is amazing because she literally gives you like word for word on things to say. Oh yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, can you believe how direct this is? Like this makes me cringe." Yeah, it it was kind of thinking cringy. saying thinking like being so direct with someone and saying something. But the thing about being direct is that Man, there is no room for uncertainty. There's no room for like anything like that. And so that's our next point. Like a way. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say some people need that, like for you to be that direct. Like, and I feel like if you're losing sleep about someone who is really, really over and over and over again expressing <laughs> things, it's not enough sometimes to just peep. Some people don't pick up social cues. No, they just they don't. Wild. And so sometimes you have to be direct. And so you have to set boundaries, which is our next way to fight people pleasing. Set boundaries. And it can be as simple as saying this. I'm going to use the dress example of let's say all of your girls are fighting because you can't please anyone. Yeah. And they're all arguing about it. And, and I've heard horror stories of people fighting at the dress store. And, you know, everyone, four out of the five bridesmaids loves this. And then the last one doesn't. And then it's a whole big thing. And then they're fighting. And then there's tears. You can say, here's a way to, to, to set a boundary. Hey, everyone, it really, it really overwhelms me when you all disagree with one another and it really stresses me out. Can we stop this right now and stop talking about what dresses we want to wear? I'm making a decision. It's going to be this. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. That's very direct. But man, it gets the point across. Yeah, and it doesn't leave room for like further questions. And you know what? We had to do this with your mom. What? Remember, there was a point where we had to go to her and say, it stresses us out when you, uh, and at this point, she was really talking to you and kind of stressing you about, out about a lot of her ideas or a lot of the things yeah. that she just, she was trying to be helpful. Uh, but we set a boundary. Hey, this is how we feel. But when you do these things, it really makes us not even want to have a wedding. Yeah. If you don't stop, then we will go to the courthouse and we're going to elope. A boundary should be followed up with. I mean, you set the boundary and if the boundary is crossed. You threaten them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you let kidding. them know like here's what's going to happen. Uh, let's say someone is constantly telling you about what they did for their wedding. And I want to camp out on this for a while because I think that this will be really valuable for some people. 
If someone comes to you and they're constantly like, bah, 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 I got married and, blah, 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 and I did this at my wedding and I wore this and I did this and you should do this. And you just want to be like, girl, I don't care about your wedding. <laughs> this is my wedding. Yeah. Here's what you can say. Did I ask you? <laughs> did I? You, well, first off, you're not even invited. Like, no. Yes. But one of the things that you can say is, hey, Tina, when you talk about your wedding all of the time, it leads me to, uh, let's say it's leading you to compare your day to her day. It makes me feel, oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. Let me start over. Okay. Start over. Hey, Tina, when you talk about your wedding day, it really feels like you're making my wedding about you. And I don't like that. That makes me feel really bad. And I don't want to feel bad. So I'm going to ask you to stop talking about your wedding day when we are planning my wedding. Now, you got to show some grace because at that point, after you've said that, there's going to be a couple things that are going to be going on in their mind. They might get defensive. Uh, but most of all, they're going to feel a little shame. They're going to feel like I did something wrong and I just got called out on something. No one likes that. But here's what you did. Like, you focused on what you didn't want to feel instead mm -hmm. of what they are could potentially feel. Mm -hmm. And that's huge for a people pleaser to put your needs above others so that when they hear that, like, that's what you're communicating. I need this in this situation and I'm not getting it. Yeah. Do you think you could ever say something that direct to someone? I think you could. I probably could. Yeah. I just, it's really hard to get under my skin. Yeah. I think a lot of times I just, it's really easy for me to ignore things yeah. and just dismiss it. So someone could tell me all their opinions and it just like. Well, let's talk about that. Go. Let's talk about ignoring. And I think that's. I don't know if that's healthy, but for me, it's perfectly fine. Like if that works for you, like if, you know, like I think you can still be a people pleaser, of course, and like right. listen to everything people say. But I mean, I think I could just ignore it, like not not let it hold so much weight. The nine in me wants to like it makes me more anxious to know that there could be more there could be more conversations that come up where I'll have to deal with these emotions. Like yeah. I'm still going to have to deal with this person saying all these things. Oh, like if they continue things. to ask like, Hey, right. have you thought about this anymore or yeah. whatever? And if someone, and here's, we've and talked about this moment. You could just be like, yeah, I have. I, and I decided not to. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a, another response for someone who's bombarding you with ideas. Let's say your grandma's like, Oh my God, you got to have tulips and you hate tulips. You think tulips are the ugliest flower in the world. Uh, but your grandma's like all about him for some reason. And you, she's bringing it up. She's bringing it up. You don't want to hurt grandma's feelings. She's fragile. She just had a heart transplant. Like you don't want to, you don't want to stress her out and you take it, but you're tired of hearing about damn tulips. Mm. You can turn to grandma and say, grandma, you know what? That's awesome that you like tulips. I'm not crazy about them. So we're not going to do them. Mm. And there it is. Conversate like you've already resolved it. You've, you've, you've inserted what you want out of the situation. Yeah. And it's, I think that can be really, really healthy, but it's, you know, it can be really, really hard too. Yeah. To do that. Definitely. Someone said, can't wait to watch this. Such a good topic. And there needs to be more conversation about that. Thanks, Madeline. Yeah. Thanks for, for dropping that in. So set boundaries. I want to talk about a boundary that I've recently set in my life that I learned from this book, the art of showing up. And I think it ties in well with setting boundaries. Uh, I've turned off my phone notifications. Love that. And it's been so great. This is something that the author brought up in the book. But when you hear your phone ping or ring or whatever, uh, or you feel it vibrate, it creates a fight or flight response in you mm -hmm. because they're normally high pitched. They're at a certain vibration, a certain frequency. And it just, it's meant to alert you and to get your attention, which it does. But in turn, your body has a response, which sometimes releases cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which can stress you out. And then if you're someone who gets very overwhelmed responding to text messages, which is me, um, then you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm alert now. Uh, now I have to do something. Now I have to give a response. I need to give it right now. And everyone's expecting me. Like, yeah. it's been so healthy to turn off my ringer, to turn off my, so I have it set to where I get calls from you. I get calls from my mom, everyone else. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to not give everyone access to you. It's mm -hmm. only been like 50 years, like uh, actually not even 50 years. I feel like the idea of us being so accessible to everyone has really been around for like 
like the the real big launch of cell phones, mm-hmm. like when cell phones really started blowing up, and then even like, man, probably in the last ten fifteen years, people expect to have like access to you at all times. Probably with the rise of social media too. Yeah, it's wild. Like I've had I've had people in the past like who like can't reach me like by just texting, and then they'll reach out to me on social media, and I'm like, what? Like yeah. why? Like it's. And it's like not even like a pressing thing, but like right. people just feel like they have to have access to you all the time and like instant, like instant access. Right. Yes. I mean, you had a friend that you had to break up with because they I mean, that sounds really intense, but yeah. like you, you had to end a friendship because yeah, like people were like you wrote a breakup letter. Yeah. And breaking up with a friend like as an adult. That's hard. It's crazy. Like. I mean, I guess at any age is difficult, but like to intentionally break up with someone and not just like let to say it, the words "I can't be your friend," yeah, anymore. we can't be instead friends. of just letting like things like naturally and like organically like fizzle out because and like go your separate ways of a like, person that, that you that had didn't to be work di- with. yeah you had to be direct with them and like yeah, yeah stressful, um, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. So you. Let me just let me just give you the freedom to know this. You don't have to be accessible to anyone that you don't want to be accessible to. Yeah. You don't. It doesn't have to happen. You don't have to take that pressure on to be to be reachable at all hours of the day. You can set boundaries that are healthier for yourself. My my screen time has gone down because I'm not uh getting the notifications and then after I read the text cuz that's what guess what I'm doing after I read the text. Then I'm going to check my email. Then I'm going to scroll through Instagram. Then I'm on Facebook. Like my my screen time has gone down easily an hour and a half just by making that change because I'm not spending all of these microseconds and micro minutes after I checked a message. Yeah. And so that's wild. Anyways, if you feel like you are just getting bombarded with people, someone doesn't need to reach. Obviously, there's emergencies. And this like obviously doesn't have to just apply to like wedding planning like this is something that's like this is a just a life yeah this is a mental health like thing yeah for sure i also turn off all of my notifications for social media all of my notifications for everything uh i've been meaning to turn off notifications for like uh what is it like realtor uh, the realtor app because i get notified i'm like what the heck is this it's the only thing i haven't done yet i need to but that's weird because it's like we're not even trying i know we're not even trying to buy a house right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) so last way to fight people pleasing and this is i think the big one yeah you have permission to say no let me repeat that again yes you have permission to say no when you say yes to something you're saying no to something else when you say yes to the receiving line that you don't want to do you're saying no to uh 15 minutes of downtime before you start your bride and groom photo so that you and Uh, your partner can have some time together. Yeah. When you say uh, yes to the, to the uh, gosh, let me think yes to the five course meal that your mother and father want you to have. You're saying no to the food trucks that you and your partner are so crazy about eating at in the city Mm -hmm. all the time. When you say yes to having a big wedding, you're saying no to having intimate moments with your closest people at a small wedding. Mm-hmm. And you have permission to say what? No. To say no. It's like my new favorite thing to do. Dude, so this was that. one of the best compliments. I haven't told you about this, but uh Jay the other day, um, I mean that actually it's been like a month a month ago. Uh I can't even remember what it was. Um, my uncle, who is like my best friend, I would consider him my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked me to go do something and I didn't want to do it. And I've really been in this zone of like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Now, yeah. granted, there are some things that I have to do in my life. Like, uh, I don't like take, I don't like folding laundry, but guess what? <laughs> I have to do it sometimes. You wouldn't tell by our laundry table downstairs. <laughs> you would have but, no idea. <laughs> but if it involves someone else and I don't want to do it, then why would I do it? Yeah. Because guess what it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to resenting that person because I'm doing something that I don't want to do. Yeah. And then it's going to lead to me not even doing that something that they're asking me to do with a good attitude. Yeah. So I told my uncle, I said, hey, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. 
I also had recently said yes to going to an event that someone wanted me to go to, uh, a meeting, and I didn't want to do it. And the only reason I said yes was because I didn't want to let them down. It was a, a an event, kind of like a church event thing, and I didn't want to go. And then I messaged this person back uh, a week later and said, hey, you know, I know I said yes to this, but I'm only saying yes to it because I didn't want to let you down, and I actually don't want to do this. So I'm going to back out, and I'm not going to do this. And I, I think... I think that's perfectly acceptable. I think some people might have a hard time like going back and being like, no, actually, I don't want to do this. They yeah. want to be like, oh, no, I have to keep my word or I have to have, like my yes be yes and my yeah. no be no kind of thing. Um, Which there's some honor in and, that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's okay like to also change your mind. It and, is okay. Or 100%. like maybe you didn't know fully what you really wanted. And once you figured it out, like that's okay to say something. Yeah. I mean, I'll just give you one more example. Like I just had someone here recently and I'm not trying to brag on myself. I'm just trying to give a like variety of like examples. I had a really good, uh, someone who used to be a really, yeah, baby, yes. your pancakes are still good. Our daughter just came in asking if her pancakes were still good. At 9 o'clock. Yeah. And Don't worry. I did just make those pancakes. They're good. Like not 9 a.m., 9, <laughs> yeah. 9 p.m. They're still good. Okay. I recently had someone ask me if I would officiate their vow renewal oh, yeah. and photograph it. And Lara was going to come along with it. We are going to be – actually, it's this Sunday. We're going to be getting back into town from KC. I have lots of deadlines I'm trying to hit. And it honestly, it would have really, really – I was getting so stressed out that I was going to have to write a vow renewal on top of every all of my other deadlines and so I had to I said yes to it and then I got found myself in another place where I was like if this wasn't on my plate would I be less stressed and the answer was yes and so I texted that person and I said hey I know I said I can do this I don't have the mental bandwidth to do this this week and I I didn't give a full explanation but I just said I'm not going to be able to do this I can still photograph it I cannot officiate it yeah and I can guarantee you this person I know that they were hurt and they're a little upset, but guess what? I am. I'm not stressed about that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, someone else's feelings and how they feel about something, they're not my business. Yeah. Those and are was, their feelings. Those are their feelings. And they're going to yeah. have to work through those things, but I'm not yeah. in charge of their feelings. Yeah. So I say all that to say, like, guys, when you can let go of people pleasing, you will live such a happier life. Yeah, for sure. And like the whole thing you said about, the whole resentment like piece where I feel yeah. like if you say yes when you really want to say no and then potentially like having resentment towards that person like that's not good you don't want to live your life like that not at all yeah. yeah it's detrimental to friendships to say yes to things that you don't want to say yes to now there's a whole other chapter in this book that talks about like you know nurturing friendships and sometimes you do things that you know you're not necessarily crazy about but and there obviously there's a balance. This isn't a black and white thing, but right. if you're someone who is plagued by people pleasing and cannot say no, because I, I bet you I'm going to come to a point to where I say no way too much. And then I need to, you know, like it's a, it's a fine line, but yeah. I think that you will live such a happier life if you can. So yes. last thing, there's one truth to accept. And I want this to be something that you say to yourself and that you own this and that you make it your mantra if you are a people pleaser. Lara, what is that thing that we want people to say, the truth that we want them to accept? I cannot make everyone happy and that's okay. I want you to say that. Yes. If you're a people pleaser, I want you to literally say, I cannot make everyone happy and that's okay. Yep. What a weight to try to hold, right? Like to try yeah. to hold everyone's emotions, their well-being, their happiness. Like that, listen, you can probably barely keep your own happiness in check. You don't need to keep anyone else's happiness For in real. check. And that's not a knock on you. That's just the art of being human. That's just humanity. Like we can, it's hard enough for us to focus on, our, on ourselves, let alone place someone else. So accept yeah. that you cannot please everyone and that someone's feelings will most likely be hurt throughout the wedding planning process. And that's okay. I will say that if someone's feelings do get hurt, uh, you should seek to resolve that conflict. Um, again, we're going to have a whole episode 
uh, maybe in a month or two, dedicated to this topic of, of the mental health monster of resolving conflict. Uh, but people pleasers, know that there's hope out there. And if you are struggling yes. during this wedding planning season or in any other area of your life when it comes to people pleasing, know that there is a different life out there for you, one that is not weighed down by the weight of other people's emotions, thoughts, feelings, preferences, all of that stuff. You got any final thoughts? I don't think I do. I think it's I think it's good. I mean, the only thing that kind of came to mind is when resolving conflict, I don't think you still need to sacrifice your desires in the process. Mm, that's good. Oh, let me say this. Resolving conflict doesn't mean apologizing for putting yourself first. Yeah. You don't have to. You should not say, I'm sorry for not going with your idea. Yeah. Resolving, and we're going to get into this whole episode. It'll be a whole other thing, but I'll just give you this tidbit. Resolving conflict is about making sure that the relationship is okay. Uh, not about like making sure the other person gets their way. Yeah. It's okay for someone's feelings to be hurt because they, things didn't go the way that they wanted to. Yep. It's part of adulting. So yes. we love you guys. I said, is that weird? Is that weird when we say, I always <laughs> tell them like, I'm just a person that tells people I love you because I, I do. I genuinely care about people. Jeez, my cough. I forgot to take my medicine still. <laughs> but anyways, we love you guys. We love this podcast. I know Ashley misses everyone. And I know that she's excited to get back. We have a great episode that's going to be releasing next week. And uh, man, we got some big things planned and, and coming up. So we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank yes. you for tuning in. Lara, I got to say, babe, you're getting better at every single podcast. Am that you I? Do. Yeah, you Am did I a like really, a podcaster now? I think so. You did a really good job of jumping in, voicing your opinions, all that kind of stuff. Good, because I'm not, I'm not good at this you this got thing. it you're not good at talking yeah i'm not it's not my thing <laughs> well you somehow managed to get through marriage with me who is the ultimate talker i know you just do most of the talking i just kind of listen i just i know long for this, the ride this, this is works. why it's working <laughs> anyways we uh go give us a follow on instagram we are starting to post again so go on instagram uh, i've taken that up and i'm going to be posting graphics for every episode snippets things like that be sure to share those out we don't run ads on the show, and uh, we don't charge for the show or anything like that. But, man, we would really appreciate it if you guys spread the word. If you see things that uh, you really love, um, if you see a graphic, an Instagram post, or anything like that, share it out. If you listen to an episode that moves you, man, screenshot it, share it on Instagram, tell people they need to go listen to it, share the show with anyone that you know who's engaged. And, uh, man, we're going to keep pumping out content for you guys. So uh, hope you have a fantastic weekend or weekday, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. We will talk to you guys real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.